Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. And welcome to Cop Father. Uh, I am Craig Rommel. And just recently, I want to talk about a situation that happened up in uh, York Region with the police service there. Recently, uh, four black police officers came forward saying racism in York police force hurt their careers and health. These four officers presented their stories of racial discrimination on the job to the York Region Police Service Board. Representing the four officers at the time was a very good friend of mine I've known for many years now, lawyer Courtney Betty of Betty's Law. And before we get going, I want to read a statement that's on your website I just found really amazing. The law is both a shield and a sword. At Betty's Law, we use this shield to protect you and the sword to fight for you. Can I steal that? Oh, you you, you can. I, I, I got to tell you, I was... Uh, that is great. Where's that from? Did you make- you know, it's original. I was actually vacationing and had a moment of uh, uh, a moment of uh, of brightness. Let's call it that. And I go, "Wow, I got to write this down. This sounds really good." Yeah. Wow, that is really uh, that's one of the better ones I've seen. Courtney, uh, we've known each other for many years now, and past media lives, uh, we've talked how to talk about this. And let me explain my my position on this first, being uh, the president of 8,000 police officers and civilian members. In my day, everybody uh, obviously was equal. This news is very disturbing. Didn't matter who you were, we were all blue, and we used to take care of situations like this in the past. Uh, Obviously, uh, these four officers are are suffering, both mental stress, and uh, we have to get to the bottom of this to make sure this type of talk stops because the job's bad enough as it is now. We don't need these sideshows going on. We really have to make sure that uh, we put a stop to it because the job itself of policing is so difficult now. Give me a quick history or give us a quick history lesson here, Courtney. How long has this been going on and what? how did it get to the point where they had to come forward like this? Well, you know, it, it, you know Craig, first of all, I mean, you and I, we go back so long. And, you know, the reason we're friends is because, you know, part of it is we share this common vision. We, we, we see things uh, in terms of recognizing the value of everyone. And, uh, and it's interesting as you talk, I can remember situations, uh, you know, um, I don't know if you remember um, former staff inspector Colin Woodcock yes. uh, way back when. Wow, and, now, you're, know, date, now you're dating us. Arise, yeah. And Colin would call me and he would say, hey, I'm going to deal with this, right? Yeah. And that was the kind of way that you, you know, you kind of found a way to um, to address these situations internally. 
Unfortunately, I think what happened and what has happened in the case of, let's say, York region is that we tend to become too legalistic sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm finding that happening a lot, interestingly enough, yeah. as I'm going through some other processes right now, we become so legalistic that we forgot about the humanity side of it. You know, you and I just had a call and, and you said to me, well, why not just pick up the phone? Like, yeah, absolutely. Why not just invite? So what I discovered was that, you know, this has been going on for such a long time. Some of the officers have been there 20 years or more, right? And as time went on, they became so focused on procedures that they literally forgot about communication and humanity. Um, and so you go through the grievance process, you stop communicating, you become alienated, you're seen as an outsider, then you gotta go to this, then you end up a human rights commission, next thing you end up in a court. And all of many of these situations potentially could be you know, maybe resolve not all of them by putting an arm around the around the shoulder and say, "Hey, let's go, uh, let's go have a beer or come to my office, let's have a chat." Right? And you and I know that. So I took the approach of recognizing that. You know, there's a new chief in York Region. Mm -hmm. So back in December, you know, the officers had approached me probably um, early on, six months before that, and I was really grappling. I said, "I'm not going to get involved in any legalese and all that," but. I figured maybe I would try the humanity side. I sent the chief an email after figuring, okay, time is now in December. He responded in two hours. You know, wow. it was actually okay. over the holidays. Yep. And I was very impressed with that. And then we began the path. And, and I think, again, you know, just when we're kind of building those bridges and all of a sudden the legal component comes back in again and it's like, oh, well, chief, you can't talk to him because... There's all these other litigation and issues going on and, you know, people just started to become defensive and then the board became involved. And so that was the end result of that presentation um, where the officers came through, you know, and told their story in a very traumatic fashion. Um, but the original intent that I had was, hey, let's go sit down with the chief, you know, in a common area, you know, given all the restrictions of what, the time that we're in. Let's just have a chat and figure out how we can deal with it. And, um, and that's where we are today. Well, I'm so glad you uh, said that because I know with your style and who you are um, that you would have done that. And we, we have not talked about this uh, before we've done this podcast. And, and knowing the way the police services and, the, and, the, and the, sometimes they go overboard, and this is all police services and protecting their integrity, and something like sitting around a table and having a talk, um, and instead of uh, having paper trails, whether it's emails or text messages, uh, to everybody wants to cover their ass when it comes to the service. And that was the part I always wanted to get rid of, no matter what the issue was. And again, I go back to the fact that, um, you know, I looked at it this way, and I can only speak for law enforcement. I can't speak on the racial situation uh, outside of law enforcement. But we were blue. We're together. We're a team. We don't care who you are. And we would take it upon ourselves to deal with this. If a white officer was doing something like this, we would go to the chief and say, we will handle this. Ain't yeah. going to happen again. But let me ask you, the one thing that's bothering me about all this, Courtney, and this is what I hear. We have a prime minister that three times in his life wore a black face. He's on video wearing a black face. 
And this guy, and I don't care if this isn't uh, a party situation, uh, whether it's liberal or conservative, because this is Stephen Harper, I would have had the same view. He apologized and got away with it. In fact, he came back and formed another government. And if it was Stephen Harper or anybody else, I would say to send a bigger message, you have to leave. Because he apologized and that was the end of it. Globally, Courtney. Is this something where, because of something like that, and Courtney, nobody talks about it anymore, what he yeah. did. Is this something where people sit around a room and give a sincere apology and that is the end of it and let's prove ourselves after? And is it something as simple as that because of what our prime minister did and it went all over the world and to me it was disgusting. If anybody else had done it, it should have been fully more investigated than what it was. He came up and I think he was smart enough to just to apologize and hoping it went away, which it did. He came back as our prime minister. Is this what it's come down to Courtney where because you know, of that action, nobody's taking this serious. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, Craig, you know, last year we had the whole situation of black lives matter and all of those challenges that are, that happened. And I stepped out to the front and I, and I wrote an op-ed for the Toronto star. And I, and I asked my, it was called, is when did multiculturalism die in Canada? Wow. Because I think, you know, a lot of the elements that we treasured and things that we really, you know, I, I, I to some extent, I think we're worse off now than even when, you know, when we were dealing with things um, earlier on. Um, I, I see this element of the power structure where, you know, you've got two set of rules that's always happening. And it's so easy, you know, you can make an apology and life goes on, but the damage that's been caused, because each of these situations, you're setting a precedent, you're setting a pattern. And if you, you know, you're not just, you know, the average person, you have a leadership team that you're responsible for. And my belief, Craig, and just as yours is that it all starts from the top. It does. When you deal with these situations, if, you, if you're not demonstrating from the very top your commitment to this, change is never going to happen. Well, that's a big thing here, and I think a lot of us have to uh, pull together to make sure. And sometimes outsiders like yourself have to look at this to come up with a solution to start now. But I was always, I, I can tell you, I was greatly concerned when the prime minister came out and pretty much got away with it, that it was going to start something because I go back to law enforcement now and law enforcement has changed dramatically. And, and with, with certain groups and all that, there is a, obviously a distrust there and it's affecting, doesn't matter what color or, or sex the officers are, it's affecting all of them. And because of that, I would, with somebody like you, get everybody in a room and say, let's clear this up right now. And we have to, move forward as one we're all equal and to make sure that our job is to fight crime to make sure everybody's safe and your children are safe and my children are safe and the mayor's kids are safe and let's get in a room and cut the bureaucratic bs with what i call the short pants the bureaucrats and let's get in a room and clear this up and move forward and if you know if this is a situation that has happened we will get to the bottom of it and clear it up. And and right now, I, I'm sure, and I'm guessing at this, that you've probably had to deal with a couple of dozen people 
when it really is one person or two people should get in the room and, and, and talk about this. And the bureaucratic level on this has probably made it so that you can't get in a room now to clear this up and make sure that your four, the four officers here are satisfied that they can move forward with their lives. Well, you know, Craig, you know, you and I, we always have a way of, uh, you know, trying to get things done. Um, and because, you know, the relationships that we've developed over the years um, to somehow leverage those. And so, you know, I think we may find within the, the next week or so that, um, you know, some of these individual meetings will take place um, despite the kind of, um, you know, hey, you can't do this or there's lawsuits and all those yeah. things going on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to salute the chief. I have to salute him for that. Um, you know, we've never met, which is, you know, we've never met in person, but, you know, um, his very response on December told me a lot about him because he responded from his own email personally. He didn't contact or include legal counsel. It was like, Courtney, great to hear from you. Let's see what I can do. Um, the problem arose as soon as he brought in the legal counsel. Yeah. And I think now that it's gone to the level with the board, he now has the clearance and the comfort to go back to the humanity side and he's he's doing that so let's see let's see where it goes no i'm so, so uh, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that and courtney just to finish off with with somebody like you i wish you would take a more active role in this uh you're one of the smartest individuals with this topic i know you're a very busy person now i i, I know that for a fact on all kinds of issues but you're you i feel you're a true leader on this and uh people should be, feel comfortable dealing with you represent your clients moving forward anything you need on this let me know um yeah well you know craig i was i was i wanted to and i got it somewhere i've got that picture of you and i and michael thompson bob barley day many many send, years ago send that to me at city hall i want to see and that the reason it's important craig is that people don't understand this is what we've been doing for our lives yeah we've been working to build bridges right not attack not tearing down not dropping bombs but trying to build bridges. And the interesting about building bridges is that you got to try and understand the other person, just walk in their shoes, not yeah. for, for the rest of your life, but just for that 30 minutes that you're with them, just kind of go across, sit in their shoes and look at it from their standpoint and then see if there's a medium. So, you know, I'm happy to be here. Whenever you need me, just let me know. And the work that you're doing right now is just as critical because we need a forum where people can sort of deal with these things on the humanity level yeah. and get away from all the, and, it, and it's sort of funny for a lawyer to be speaking like this, right? Because we're supposed to be legalistic and all that, but you know, we've got to go back to the human level. And I think we'll start seeing some differences happening, even in policing, you know, as we start kind of just being, you know, a little bit less, um, you know, in terms of how we see the other person, you know, not taking that, you know, oh, there's a wall between you and I. Um, code blue, you know, we, yeah. you know, we know what it is, yeah. um, but we don't want it to become code black where you have one group over here, another group over here, and there's a separation. There's so much that can be achieved. And I think at the end of the day, not only are you going to build a better police force, but you're going to build a better family and, and friends and community and all those other things which is what we all want as you said you want to be safe i want to be safe 
everyone else wants the same thing. So thank you. Really appreciate it. And uh, whenever you need me, just let me know. And I'm going to make one uh, statement right now, which I truly believe, because there is a mayor's race coming up. Courtney Betty for mayor of the city of Toronto would be very nice. Put some thought to it. I know you're going to get a lot of support. And I'm just throwing that out, my friend. Well, you know, um, Craig, you know, we, we, you don't, and I have the same. Don't start you stumbling. And have, you, and I, you and I have the same working style. You know that. And we get so much done that nobody even knows what we're doing. I agree. But just, so far, it's, it's just put some well. thought to it. That's all I'm asking. I will. Thank you, Craig. Have a great day. Thanks, Courtney. I appreciate you joining okay. us. And that's our show. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you want to reach out to us, go to info at copfather.com. Thanks, everybody. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.